0: I guess. So like seriously I'm sitting here watching Tim they're doing their live stream right now. Oh, so I'm yeah. on Twitch also on one of my other screens watching them I think point at the camera right now. I think they're motioning to me, but I'm not gonna acknowledge them, so they can go fuck themselves. They're gonna do <laughs> this later. And be like, Yeah, we were. We totally saw that you were in there and nobody's nobody talked back. And I'm like, Yep.
1: Yeah. What is their Twitch what's his Twitch handle?
0: Uh it's it's Alicia's and I will cut this out. It's yeah. I don't know if it's public or not, you may have to get at it.
1: Okay. I just not on this never mind. Never mind. I'm not gonna go to
0: it. Never mind. What are you on a are you on a, a pervy account? No, I'm not. all right. I was gonna say, why do you have a pervy Twitch account? That's weird.
1: Oh, to watch like like there's not even any you can't even watch all the pervy streamers were women for the most part. Like, there were no hot guy streamers. And um, they all
0: got banned for showing any cleavage anyway. So, like, yeah. what difference does it make, you know? Like, what? Like what's the fun in an adult streaming service if you can't at least show, like, the top of your boobs off? I don't know. Like...
1: And tip people for doing so. I mean, hey, let's, let's be sex positive. Let's, like you know
0: i like if they want to show me their cleavage i'm happy to look at it and tip them for the privilege of looking at it so i don't see what the problem is except yeah. for twitch sucking yeah. I guess i don't
1: know well there's that and there are a few new services now that like are pro- that go in either direction like you've got like youtube streaming which is super super like you might as well be wearing a turtleneck the entire time but nothing else donald duckett but um
0: uh, damn right that's the way to go yeah. if you're gonna do it like at least be comfortable you be know? comfortable right? If you have a turtleneck on, you need to be, at least, like, have some airflow. So, like, your bottom half should be uncovered, unfettered. You A unitard that has a turtleneck, but your dick is dangling out of a
1: hole in the crotch area. I don't know where the fuck you come <laughs> up with this
0: shit from. But, like, then I, get, then I think, like, I come up with weirder stuff sometimes. So, it's just... <laughs> Welcome back to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. This is episode 175. I'm Mark. I'll be hosting the proceedings this evening. What little proceedings there will be, obviously. Mm. Uh, I'm here with my brother, Paul, from South Korea.
1: Hi, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners.
0: It is American Thanksgiving this week, which will explain a number of things. First of all, Tim not being here, because he is in the midst of a Lord of the Rings marathon and I'm watching them watch it right now. I don't know why I'm watching them watch it. I just kind of, sit in there sometimes and you know i say snappy <laughs> things to them
1: <laughs> so i can feel included
0: basically so that i can feel like i have friends uh, so there's <laughs> absolutely that also the complete dearth of news that we're going to go through this week mm. um is probably a result of the big american holiday happening i'm assuming anyway but uh before we get there since we've got like nothing else to talk about how are you doing this week paul i'm doing very well actually the big rush
1: of work that I had to do for like my kids has finally come to an end and I'm just riding out this month until I go to Bangkok for six days and at a four star hotel where there's a pool and a fucking amazing buffet for like a just a shit ton of food i don't know so are you fair. not
0: leaving the hotel or are you just like
1: we are going to leave the hotel i'm going to be okay. there with my boyfriend so we're not going to leave the hotel that much but we're definitely going to leave the hotel fair, <laughs> fair. i understand because I understand. like bangkok has a ton of street food and temples to visit and stuff like that so we're gonna like actually do stuff but Man, it's going to be hard getting out of the, the hotel cuz I've seen oh, the pictures. They look good. Like, and not just like the fancy pictures on booking.com, but like the actual Google pictures of like people actually being inside of the hotel.
0: Delicious. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're going to go have fun. So, Yeah. How about you inside. what are you
1: up to these days?
0: Uh, well, this weekend I'm at uh, I was just finished Ajax Comic-Con and then today or tomorrow is Stoville, depending on if the weather tracks or not. Just because we're it's we're like it's December in Southern Ontario, so like we're, we may get a snowstorm according to the weather service. But like I don't want to sit here and talk about the weather
1: because we <laughs> have gotten, we gotten that
0: bad? It's <laughs> like, but, like but like given the content that I have in front of me, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe talking about the weather is not such a fucking bad thing because like I don't know what else to talk about tonight. But either way, there's a little bit of news, and we'll get into it. Um, just like a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So we'll start at the top. I think we talked a couple weeks ago about Better Call salt, like kind of being ready to return and i'm not sure if we mentioned the date but like i have a date in front of me for february 8th to premiere and then the second episode will actually air also on the following night so february 8th and 9th will be episode one and two of season i'm gonna say five of better call Saul, probably four though I, i'm not just not really sure <laughs> yeah Hold on. you're asking the wrong person because i i know you don't watch it I don't and watch it's it. which saddens me because it's amazing you should totally watch it uh, I'll, I,
1: I will maybe get around to the breaking bad you know the breaking bad
0: at some point after the conversation you boys were having in chat this week about like not wanting to like watch organized crime things. I was like, Ooh, Paul's never watching breaking Bad." then. Cause this is, he basically becomes a kingpin. I just like, I
1: don't find like, again, I don't
0: want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. Cause you know what? I don't, I disagree with both of you completely on that count. Like I, I'm like that Yeah. to me, those are just like classic stories. You know what I mean? And like, the mob lifestyle is a lifestyle that existed in real in the real world, yeah. and I find it fascinating. Uh, that's fine. So, like, maybe you don't want to glorify it, but I don't think, like, to a certain extent. Yeah, like, now we're talking about it, you fuckers. <laughs> the Sopranos did kind of glorify it, but at the same time, it really showed, you know, like how kind of shitty it was to live that lifestyle. Also, yeah,
1: um, and I'm I'm so. not saying that like you are dumb or a bad person for wanting to watch these stories. I just watch these stories and I I feel like a level of, not cringe, but just kind of like not revulsion either. It's just kind of like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't, no. I, I'm never very invested in the success of these people one way or the other. Like, I don't care to see their downfall because they're already really living pretty shitty lives. But I also don't want to see them succeed because they're criminals and they're doing horrible things to people, often innocent people. So there's often, like, those episodes where, like, they victimize people who are, like, pretty innocent and tangential to the storyline and, like, I don't know, like, protection rackets and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just whatever it's a it's just not my thing it's just not my thing just not my that's thing. fair yeah
0: you're just missing out on some of the best television that like has been produced in the last ten years yeah. or 20 years probably so there's that that's on you <laughs> that's on me Danny elfman renowned composer I guess mm-hmm. of many Tim Burton movies I think is basically what he's known for but also incidentally the composer of note who created the classic Simpsons theme music has stunned fans by claiming that the sitcom will be ending soon uh, and apparently after the 30th year so they're going to do season 30 and pull the plug this is not confirmed this is just what danny elfman is telling people and is being reported on but at, i mean i would assume danny elfman of all people would have some kind of information about that because mm-hmm. he's going to lose those sweet sweet merchandising or um licensing dollars for that theme music mm-hmm. you know like yeah i paid for a new season of the Simpsons to use that theme music again that's true he was maybe counting on all those for Oh, that paid for my vacation every year or whatever, you know. <laughs> Actually, it paid for more than a vacation every year. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure being the composer of note on, like, The Simpsons for 30 years yeah. didn't hurt his bank account. No.
1: so I, I presume uh, that's true. I presume that's very yeah. true.
0: I'm impressed that they would even need a new score for that show at this point. Wouldn't you just be able to recycle? Like, just constantly recycle old score? Yeah. It's the Simpsons, right? Like, just use the old stuff. Like, I don't understand why you would need new shit. Based on his contract, they might still have to pay him for it. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's entirely possible, but, like, he's probably going to get paid in perpetuity for, like, streaming anyway, right? Like, he seems like the kind of guy who would have those kinds of things locked up already because...
1: He's been in the industry for a long time. A
0: long time, right? He's one of those
1: guys. Yeah. But
0: either way, like, the Simpsons ending, it's, like, insanely long run. Yeah, is something to be noted, even if this is just a rumor, but I assume at some point the show's going to end, right? I guess so. so. I mean, like, it's the voice actors,
1: I know, want to do it forever, but, like, eventually they're going to have to give would up. Would you day.
0: not want to do that forever? They make, like, three, like six figures per episode or something like that. I know. Which, you know yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's obscene amounts of money that they make just doing voiceovers, and I'm sure half of them just call in on their iPhone now. They <laughs> <to them> properly. <laughs> yeah i just record in their fucking home studio or whatever like we're recording right now except they get paid like a quarter million dollars every time they sit down and do it and like i don't know i'm gonna pay my fucking electric bill this month so right yeah right yeah so either way awesome but either way simpsons ending is kind of like a thing like that's kind of a crazy
1: it's a big thing i think that you know there there have always been people who are like simpsons purists who believe like there was a golden, golden age, age of the simpsons when conan o'brien was running the show so people even think that it w- that it wasn't that era it was later in the run which to me maybe you have a golden era conan o'brien i simpsons, think i think you purists. are it sounds like you are. <laughs> to, um, maybe i am I, don't know,
0: I i have there's a there's a pretty good run from season like I would say it's arguably season two or three up to like probably season 14 or 15 where like the show is pretty solid the whole time. Yeah. Uh, like odd episodes in those teen up seasons start getting weird after that though. It can be, it's kind of the inverse where like they used to be but like in those seasons it would be like a quarter of them were kind of like, dodgy yeah whereas like now it's like a quarter of them are good and like the rest of them are like "Mm." because i've watched everything up to season 28 i believe i'm caught up to Mm -hmm. so like i've watched a lot of like post golden age i'm putting finger quotes around yeah there's still episodes that i think are funny i've watched a lot of that era of the simpsons or like the newer stuff and i'm I'm still like it's still a funny show yeah like it's not like it you know, whatever. Yeah. The humor is not the same as it used to be, but like, do you want the humor to be the same as it was in 1988? No, like, no,
1: Well, definitely not. And like that, animation studio and those showrunners like they branched out into like obviously futurama was a thing and stopped and started being a thing a million times
0: yeah and mac browning's got a show on netflix once upon a time disenchanted it's is what it's called disenchanted that's yeah. it once upon a time is the other show
1: maybe. yeah my uh my boyfriend started watching that a couple weeks ago and we like he he had it on while i was like cooking breakfast and stuff and it's like it's it's very Simpsons-esque humor, like current Simpsons-esque humor, but I think it it works well in a fantasy setting where anything goes.
0: Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll see what happens if they actually do on that show. It would be kind of crazy at this point. Box office this week was unimpressive. Uh, it looks like Charlie's Angels and something else premiered and both kind of bombed. Um, Charlie's Angels pulled in a meager eight point four million dollars, which is kind of sad because I remember the the two thousands ones did very well, yes. like the the Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu vehicles, mm-hmm. um, which were fun movies.
1: <laughs> they were they were fun movies.
0: They were like, dumb. Good. They're dumb as shit, but like they were fun. Like I enjoyed yeah. them for what they were, which is basically like fan service and comedy. Yeah. You know, I guess. Like I'm not really sure what else they were supposed to be, but I guess this movie doesn't have either that or the charm of those, <laughs> and is kind of bombed out real hard uh, to the point where I've seen like Elizabeth Banks lashing out about like anti reboot sentiments when she's like, "There's been 400." What did she say? Elizabeth Banks on Charlie's Angels flopping. Uh, you've had 37 Spider-Man movies. I'm like, and she would know because she was in 37. <laughs> yeah, so true. I guess, I mean, fair enough. I mean, the problem is that like... <laughs> Charlie's
1: Angels is a series from the it's 1970s. A <laughs> yeah, it, it's a nostalgia Yeah, and it's a nostalgia. Like the original reboot was already running on the 70s nostalgia that was coming around in the 20-year cycle of the 90s. So like we mm-hmm. were like... She's making a movie based on nostalgia from something from the 90s, which was already like, it was like a nostalgia echo. There's no way that this was going to be successful in my mind because like, I like the concept, but.
0: Yeah. If they had just done this as a different, like they've not called it Charlie's Angels and we're just like, hey, it's girls as spies with Elizabeth Banks in charge. And like Patrick Stewart shows up, I think that's kind of what I think I saw in the trailer. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay. That sounds like fun. You know what I mean? It sounds like Charlie's Angels. Yeah. But like they're not calling it Charlie's Angels. But now that's like now we're doing all the seventies, like oh Charlie, as they talk to the speaker and stuff. I'm like, I oh, don't. Yeah. This is dumb. You know, it was dumb in the seventies, and it was dumb in reruns when I w- watched it in the eighties and tried to under- like I understood why people liked it because like pretty girls and stuff. But yeah. like,
1: I mean, the this movie that I was excited for opening this weekend was Knives Out. I don't get to see that until this coming week here in Korea. It's just t- it's just releasing a little later, but like. That's gonna be Oscar bait, like with the star-studded cast and mist, like whatever. So that's more my thing, anyway. There is no stopping the juggernaut that is Frozen Two. There's no way. Like we knew this was gonna dominate the box office until Star Wars comes out. Like D- Disney's got that on lock. Like, sorry about it.
0: I feels weird to say because it's just like one Disney movie taking over for yep. another Disney movie at the top of the box office. You know what I mean? Like that's just. I'm starting to feel like that's. I feel weird about that now, which is,
1: I've been, I've been talking about this for like a year. Like,
0: Well, we've all been talking about it for a year and like, I'm still happy that like we got what we wanted, which was, you know, the Fox properties that Marvel had lost back with Marvel. But now I'm, now I'm looking at the box office and I'm like, I don't need frozen going right into star Wars. You know, like I would like to see something in between there take the top spot, even if it's like, go see those those
1: shitty or not shitty, but like go see those Oscar bait movies, go see something like you got, you got to put your money where your mouth is and like make, make those choices because like Joker is still in the top 10 of
0: the box office, you know, like, yeah, but I only saw I only saw that once, so I could review yeah. it for this podcast. I didn't like go see it thirteen times. Right? Like some other people I know definitely yeah. have right. But like, what else is out? You know what I mean? Like, Frozen's out. I don't go see, see Frozen. Out. Go see Hypes like, Out. It's
1: got a great cast.
0: I I have to go. I have to go find out where that's playing because it's not. Is it even getting a wide release? It's wide. Like, yeah, it's got a wide release. I don't know. Okay, um, I don't know.
1: and it's got Daniel Craig and Chris Evans in it. You know, like it's oh, is that yeah, the is that the Marie Jamie Lee. Oh, Chris.
0: okay. I've heard that one's excellent. I do want to see that. Yeah. It's yeah. that pretty good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying it's like it. We, we are at that point where it's like, holy shit, these are just it's just going to be Disney movies to like the end of time now. And like in some cases, like when the Marvel movies come out, you're never going to hear me bitch about it. But like <laughs> when you go from Star Wars into Frozen into like probably Toy Story 5 or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, I think it's, fuck, the, it's a, a pix-
1: it's a different Pixar movie next time. But you're, you've, you've got the right idea. Like the way that their movies are going to cycle is going to be like Disney, Star Wars.
0: Like Pixar, Marvel, Marvel rinse and repeat, right? It's going to be Marvel, 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 Pixar, Marvel, Pixar, Marvel, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, like that's pretty much how it's going to be. But you know, there's that. There's like, I have two other little threadbare things to talk about. There, the next Star Wars movie, which we were just kind of talking about, uh, is not due out until 2022, which means they're giving us a sounds like two year hiatus between Star Wars movies after Rise of Skywalker comes mm-hmm. out in a couple of weeks, actually, as we're like at the first of December now. They've announced that they have found a director. Kathleen Kennedy announced that she's found a director for this new Star Wars movie but has not announced who that director is. And has said, they're going to put, they're not announcing anything until the new year after rise of Skywalker comes out. So, I mean, we'll see how that works out for them. Cause yeah, whew, I don't know. I've heard some negative shit about that new movie. Like already, like the pre buzz is not good on it. So I'm like,
1: oh, I...
0: come on. I don't need two of these in a row. I honestly don't think that
1: they, because of the way that the, directors got shifted around and stuff like that i think that they were really trying to like super franchise the star wars movies and turn them into something that they're really not and like like yeah people are gonna go see a star wars movie no matter what but they didn't they clearly didn't have a good storyline for
0: i mean the, the last of jedi still made a shit ton of money you know you yeah, have like solo solo under- yeah are crazy right like you can't just always assume that like the name star wars is going to mean anything yeah. to people like it's you still have to put a good product out you know what i mean like that's kind of the end of the day is you still have to put a product that people want to see. otherwise like you're like you have no yeah. legs under you to go long like there's a reason why something like endgame made a billion dollars or whatever and like lasted that long at the box office to make that yeah like, take that title or whatever Because it's a story people want to see. Whereas, like, if you're at the point of the Star Wars movie where, like, everybody's kind of disengaged, we're going to the third movie, the second one was extraordinarily divisive. And I'm not Mm -hmm. even going to comment on it like I normally would because I thought Mm. it was dog shit. But, yeah, it was just extraordinarily divisive. And then the next movie flopped, which means everybody now has, like, box office negative connotation of Star Wars because Solo did poorly. And now we're going into this next one. And we're already like, the, the I mean, the fan base is Star Wars fan base, which means they're going to bitch because that's yeah. their natural state because they are a fan base in yeah. 2019. And that's what we do at this point is just complain about what we love. So they're already down on this movie and they haven't even seen a fucking frame of it right. yet, except for the trailers. And I'm like, uh, all right. So we're already having this this negative conversation, which we didn't have about Last Jedi until mm-hmm. after the movie would come out. So like, God only knows how this is going to turn out when, Rise of Skywalker yeah. actually. Hits
1: so me. what my my guess is that they're holding off until twenty twenty-two because the Bob Iger, the guy who runs Disney, is really big on the concept of brand integrity. And we've talked about this before with Disney. Like they're like they want to protect mm-hmm. the integrity of their brands as much as possible. And like it's kind of like the opposite of what Nintendo are very similar, and it's the same thing that's happening with Pokemon right now, where their brand integrity is kind of taken a dip in like whiny online communities that I belong to where like a lot of people are bitching about yeah. the l- recent release because they're releasing too often and they're not putting out quality product. So I think Disney's doing the smart thing and saying, Hey, star Wars maybe needs to be like a, if we want to make a billion dollars per movie on it, then we need to like lengthen the release schedule on it. There are too few characters and the the way that the storyline works doesn't work at the same way as like the marvel cinematic universe does which yeah because yeah. the only storyline i care about is rays overall like i that kylo ren and ray are the only ones where the they've kept me engaged through all three movies and i want to find out what happens i love poe and finn as character as like concepts but their actual storyline i don't care like i want to care because i like the idea of their characters but I don't think that the story has continued through, especially since the last movie. So, like, all in yeah. all, I'm going to see The Rise of Skywalker to see what happens with
0: Ray and Kylo Ren. I'm basically at the point now where I'm just going to see it because it's a Star Wars movie. And mm. we're this podcast is it kind of where I'm at with it now. Like, I want, I'm not excited for it, but I'm not like I'm not mm-hmm. angry about it. You know what I mean? I'm just like shoulder shrugging as I can possibly be. And which, to be honest, I usually am most earnestly about star wars like i like star wars but like the religious devotion to it that our community generally has baffles me Mm. because i'm like all right cool like it's cool but like it's space wizards so it still has that like fantasy kind of tinge to it that i always like yeah but they're all just magic so like there's no rules to this universe like things can just happen Well. They tried to have rules. I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. Like I know, it's fine. We it, can move on. Yeah. I just I just wanted to like yeah. you know, this Star Star Wars baffles me right now. Like the Disney's inability to like lock it down and make it the same kind of product that like a Pixar has become or marvel has become and i know that like the star wars fans are gonna fucking hate that i said that but i'm like i'm sorry marvel's putting out better movies than lucasfilm is right now like they just they don't. are That's sorry true. did you watch last jedi and then end game like there's no fucking comparison mm-hmm. like
1: i'm with you on that one for sure
0: so i don't i i don't know like i i hope they can turn it around and like star wars fans get like the star wars that they want but like, <laughs> I just, all right yeah well. it was always seemed goofy to me so i'm just like I just accept it as like that other franchise that is goofy to me and I'm cool. Yeah. It. So, all right. We've uh, managed to actually talk about news for like 25 minutes. Cause we're rambling about bullshit. So that's kind of good. That's not a bad. Little
1: there was one more thing though, about like the DC comics movies have uh, been confirmed to both be rated R movies, like the upcoming ones, like birds of prey and the suicide squad. Where did you see that? I didn't that see was that. on, that was on IO nine or CBR oh, one where? or the other. I can't remember.
0: The top story I have on IO Nine was something about fucking Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder says the Justice League's biggest battle is having faith in human nature. Uh, the only story I've seen about the DC universe this week is that they still don't know how to do a fucking Superman movie, even though Henry Cavill has wanted to like come back, is talking about wanting to come back. Yeah. Did you see the rumors going around about uh, Mr. Ruffalo has spoken with Kevin Feige about the future of his character in the MCU, and they have plans and his plans that he is talking about include a Canadian man with adamantium claws. That would Canadian. be so good. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing. If you're going to introduce Wolverine to your MCU, do the inverse of his introduction to the comics, where you now have like Professor Hulk, who was sent into the Canadian wilderness by S.H.I.E.L.D., a new S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously, mm-hmm. to hunt down this crazy slasher guy with claws in his yeah. hands. Right? It's the complete opposite of what happens in the original. Yeah which is like the comic, which is Wolverine is sent by alpha flight to go find the Hulk. Who's just, or find a monster that's living in the forest yeah. that he f- ends up thinking is the Hulk, but it's actually ago, or something yeah. ridiculous. Like Whatever. That. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but either way, like do, do that. Like do like flip that on his head. And like, that's your fucking, your Hulk Wolverine movie. And that's your introduction to like the X-Men kind of world being part of the MCU is, like, I know people are going to bitch because it's Wolverine first, but like, it's going to be Wolverine first, yeah. no matter what. So suck it, my yeah. Like, that's just going to happen as Wolverine, yeah. right? Um, it'd be like, hey, we're going to launch a new DC universe, but no Superman, no Batman. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, no. It's not Although, happening. That, that I mean, it did. It did, because that's what the flare was. And look what that's got. Okay. <laughs> right. And to be fair. To be fair.
1: fair uh, uh, there. I think that when it comes to like which solo X man to introduce first, it only makes sense to do Wolverine because like he yeah because he's the one who has like name recognition as a solo yeah player. and like storyline wise he's always after a certain point he's bounced around to so many different teams that it almost became a joke like how many Wolverines are there just the one he's just really good at yeah, what he does right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah but I found that story yeah both Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad it's on Yahoo News so it's like real. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Birds of Prey is going to be rated R. I guess they're like, okay with things being rated R now because Joker
0: and Deadpool exist. Joker made a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's cool. Cause like, I don't think we're going to see a rated R movie come out of the Disney field. Like I know they're talking, like I, I've heard rumors of Ryan Reynolds being in there to discuss the future of Deadpool and stuff like that. But like, we haven't heard anything about the future of right. Deadpool. So I, like, I don't know what that means. So I would assume if we're going to get rated R comic book movies, they're either going to be like the indie side of things or DC who seems to have done very well with at least the one rated R superhero-ish movie that they made. I can't, is it nothing a superhero movie, like it's based on a superhero property. It's not, I don't know, that movie, movie bugs me.
1: Yeah. Oh, we have an entire, if you guys want to know how much the Joker bugs us, you can go check out oh, that episode God. because goddamn, And actually yeah, just
0: subs- ag- aggravated me to no end. So. Yeah
1: yeah but uh i think that i don't know about birds of prey i don't think that birds of prey necessarily needs an r rating like i don't care one way or the other but like suicide squad makes sense because they're supposed to be like expendable it's in the name like you
0: would think with that name it should be r rated you yeah. know what i mean like they're going out to die it, basically yeah. like that's what the job of the suicide squad is so it should be like an edgy yeah kind of like grim and gritty r-rated probably affair in theory yeah but
1: what i know to be the birds of prey with black canary and oracle is like a pg pg 13 at most comic book series yeah it was like it was pretty tame overall don't get me wrong it was very well written and i love birds of prey and like go read birds of prey the gail simone run particularly but like yeah, if it's going to be rated R, I hope that they don't just
0: add a bunch of bullshit for shock value. It's too late. for I think that ship is fucking sailed when it comes to the DC. Uh, I know. I mean, like, I think we're kind of down that rabbit hole, but I mean, we'll see. I still feel like that Birds of Prey movie, like, I can't believe they're calling it Birds of Prey because it looks like a fucking Harley Quinn solo. Well, like, I don't even know why you would put that title in there because it's not like they have a, a brand association with that aside from people who are going to be aggravated that this is a harley quinn solo movie yeah with does that make any sense i get i you know get
1: I mean? you no especially as like a huge birds of prey fan like if i had to pick one yeah. dc property that i really liked where i was mostly reading just marvel stuff and i was like oh this dc thing is the one thing that i really like this that was it that was so it's yeah. really weird to me that like harley quinn showed popped up every once in a while like, so did Catwoman and whatnot, but, like...
0: Yeah, but it's because they're in Gotham. It makes sense. Like, they're all... They do still kind of operate based out of Gotham, right, because of... Uh, Oracle's headquarters are still... I mean, not through the whole run. Obviously, they have the mobile system and stuff like that. At certain
1: yeah, times. but I just... This should have been Gotham City Sirens to begin with. Like, I don't know why this isn't... Why they're trying to make Harley Quinn into a good guy right off the bat. Or well, off the bat. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a that, that <laughs> works a lot <laughs> in a lot of different ways. Anyway, the marketing around this is weird. The story, I'm not sure what it's really supposed to be. Is it like Harley Quinn like turning into a good guy and then what not like even the the poster is just her with like a couple of characters floating around her head i
0: don't know it's weird
1: i'm gonna go see it but it's weird
0: yeah like so that's the thing like these are all movies i'm gonna go see but it's just like i don't i don't really know what they're doing over there and it confuses me a yeah. lot so it i just wish they would get their shit together because like I don't want to be the guy who's constantly like, you know, see what Marvel's doing though. Like they just seem to have it together. Like I hate being that guy because I like some of the DC stuff a lot, and it's like it would be nice to have both of them firing on all cylinders and not putting out movies like Joker that I never want to fucking watch. Yeah, you know what I mean, like ever, ever. Again. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. That was kind of that was kind. I mean, that we ended up doing 30 minutes with like no news. So like, good for us. That means we can talk about nothing for yeah. That's. The Willette family gift, I guess. Before we exit the news, the only thing I want to do, it's not really a news item so much, is that you should go watch Melissa Benoit's Instagram story from this week. Uh, It's been posted all over the place. She tells a fairly harrowing tale of domestic abuse that she suffered from during the early years of her Supergirl run, actually. So I just wanted to think, I just think people should go watch it. And, you know, because Melissa's our Supergirl, and we love Melissa. Yeah, she's
1: awesome. Like, Supergirl was the one uh, Flaroverse show that i like actually picked up and watched so like and she's
0: pretty yeah. and she is really really well cast so she, yeah she's a an amazing supergirl yeah. so uh yeah just go watch that because you know it's one of those things that we just got to keep fucking paying attention to yeah, so do that uh go listen to supergirl tell her story because it's worth your time yeah. let's uh move on like change gears and go do like geek of the week Geek of the week go ahead mark go ahead it Go ahead. fills me with such great joy that you want to play along. Go ahead. With that stings. Sure. Stuff. I mean, no, why not? not? Never. I know, I know Michael Taylor called me out <laughs> and actually like posted when I did play along with the the Week thing at like episode 24 or something <laughs> I'm like so that. glad and he I, did that. that was I was so... fucking, I couldn't believe he took, first of all, he took the time or remembered that I did do it. So good Bless. for him. Thank you, Michael, for that. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. What was your Geek of the Week, Paul? It,
1: Geek of the Week, because I was pretty busy. So my boyfriend and I are both really big fans of Donna Tartt's The Goldfinch. It's a novel that I recommended as Geek of the Week or Geek Cred a little while ago. So there was a movie that came out with like actual actors in it, like Nicole Kidman was in it, Luke Wilson, what's her name, uh, Sarah Paulson is in it, um, Finn Wolfhard, it plays young Boris in it so we were both really really excited to see this movie but it just died at the box office in North America and never got a wide release in a lot of Asian countries and so Mm -hmm. like my geek of the week is basically geeking out over the excitement of watching that movie together like it was just like our movie night on Friday night we both strongly disliked the film. <laughs> like, there's a reason it got panned to shit. Like, it was bad. It was boring. They, they, all of the good things about the novel were poorly adapted to the point where, like, you wonder why they even chose to adapt this book. Like, it was weird. Like, I don't know. And I I don't know what it is about Ansel Elgort. I don't know what it is. But I just find him to be so... I can't watch him on screen. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't know why I don't like him. What's he in? I'm trying to think. Is that Baby, Baby Driver?
0: Driver? Okay. Uh, Baby Driver guy. I don't remember. I don't know. I've seen Baby Driver. That's probably the only movie of his that I've seen unless he's been in something like Marvel-y, which I don't think he has been. No. And I'm I'm like I don't I didn't hate him. Like I don't care. Like that was like that was my big takeaway from that movie. Actually, my big yeah. takeaway from that movie was that I still love John Ham you know Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. where i'm like he's still a really great actor and he should be in more shit and like probably should have been batman when ben affleck got cast yeah
1: but you know yeah i don't know i don't know what it is about my aversion to ansel elgort like i just don't find him to be as charismatic or watchable as like the people who really loved the fault in our stars did i like that movie but only because of the, all the other actors in it um, so i don't know it was like it was one of those movies where it was clearly Oscar bait i mean Nicole Kidman's in it and they like expand her character's role a lot or more than they should have so that's my geek of the week was the anticipation of watching the goldfinch and me bitching about it for like an hour after we watch it i like i feel really bad for Jihoon who had to listen to me bitch about
0: it, all Not the sure. terrible choices that they Not made. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. Cool. What's your geek of the week? Uh, for me, it's, it's just been, a, it's been a very Marvel week. It's why I've got like Avengers on the brain. I've been drawing Avengers for con and stuff like that. So like commissions and just kind of doing some backfill. Like I didn't have a Scarlet witch in my book to sell, you know what I mean? So I was like, Oh shit, mm-hmm. I didn't do a Scarlet witch. And it turned into like a mountain of Avengers that I drew, but I've been watching them. I just got, I, I literally, I watched Thor, of the dark world before I went to bed last night and it like kept mm-hmm. me up. Because I was just like, why did this movie? Like, it's not terrible, but it's just not good either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's such a weird movie because I'm like, I don't hate this, but like, I'm not compelled by any of it. You know, like yeah. I'm just not like Natalie Portman. I know we're like, I don't want to talk about how sleepwalky she is through this movie, mm-hmm. and like Kat Dennings a little bit. There's a little bit too much of that character in this movie, mm. but not so much that I'm like I hate it because I really like Kat Dennings and I think she's very funny. Me too. Um, also also ridiculously like attractive she's very pretty mm-hmm. and then like Hemsworth is doing his best pre I need to stop taking this character so seriously version of Thor you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah like, he's still nailing it and like but everything else just feels weird and I'm like yeah. all right cool it's well, there it's and it's just kind of sad that in the middle of like everybody getting to do their like trilogies yeah especially at that point, in the post Avengers world, like Iron Man three, I know is divisive, but I love it. Like, I think it's a great movie.
1: It's silly, but I like it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, I like yeah. Shane Black's directorial style. And I like his writing style a lot. And I think it suits Robert Downey Jr. So I like Iron Man three quite a bit, even if it is kind of like, it feels very strange compared to the rest of the MCU kind of like incredible Hulk in that way, where it just doesn't feel like it quite belongs, but like, I'm still cool that it's there. And then, I mean, Captain America, like so, after Avengers uh, happens, it's Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, and then fucking Winter Soldier happens right after that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Like Iron Man three is fine, Thor: The Dark World is just like a giant shrug, and then Winter Soldier is just like the greatest fucking movie they made until they made Infinity War and Endgame. And I'm like, all right, this sucks to be Thor. <laughs> In this, <Yeah>. this scenario, <laughs> it sucks to be Thor, where you're like stuck between a Shane Black Iron Man movie, which was fun, and then Civil or. War- Sorry, not Civil War. Winter Soldier, which Winter is Civil like Soldier. such a good standalone Marvel movie. Period. That yeah, I don't even know what else you talk about, right? So I'm just yeah. Like, oh. So that's when I get to watch tonight. Like I'm on Winter Soldier, and I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite one, obviously. And I think when I we ranked the movies pre Infinity War, that was what I would have said would have been Winter is my favorite of all of their movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be arguable about that now, because I think I've seen Endgame and Infinity War, like whatever Avengers three and four are to you, I, I kind of have them as one big movie in my head. Um, yeah. that's my favorite movie of all time, basically. <laughs> yeah. is, Fair like, enough. Whatever Infinity Saga is now, that's it. But yeah, so I've just been like drawing Marvel comic characters and watching Marvel movies. That's been my week, basically, just drawing, nice. drawing, 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 and like comic cons and stuff. Like we had a lot of fun. Kids like Pokemon, you know. Like I got those cards out for the kids, and they're like all over them and stuff. I uh, even mm-hmm. sold a couple today, so that was kind of fun. Nice, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So <laughs> that was fun. Some coin. Yeah, it was good times. But yeah, other than that, it's just been like cons and drawing and hanging out. So I guess that's it for me for Geek of the Week. Uh, it's me to the episode time. Me- of the episode! So, what are we talking about? (laughs) 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 Uh, We we had, like, a, a nebulous idea to talk about something, and I think it had to do with, like, bands we would... If we could travel back in time to see bands, what would they be?
1: Yes. And this... It doesn't have to just be dead artists. It can be artists who suck now, who had a really good tour that we wanted to see in the past. It can be bands who have broken up, who have moved on to other side projects, or dead artists. It does not matter which tour would you go see if you had a time machine
0: yeah and we're not going to do like particular order we're just going to kind of shoot the shit about it but we're kind of i'm going to try and keep it in a back and forth format so we're going to start with you i want to hear what your like kind of first one you want to bring up is
1: okay i'm not gonna again mine is not in any particular order it's just kind of off the top of my head but yeah. i would like to go back in time and see madonna's blonde ambition tour
0: okay I could see that. I would I would actually I don't know if I would like actively seek out going to see a Madonna show, but it's definitely yeah. like if I if somebody put in front of me like, "Hey, go see like the Vogue tour or something like that." I'd be like, "Yeah,
1: that's that's the where that Vogue. Bond
0: yeah, okay. Bond ambition." I, like if it was that tour, I'd be like, "Okay, I'm curious." Cuz like Madonna's insanely like iconic kind of or yeah. that that sounds fucking trite for you. Um
1: but it's but just, like, what else can you say about it? act,
0: her? right? Like she's Madonna, right? So I I would be at least curious. To be like, oh, I would go see that tour if I could, you know? Right. And this is the time when Madonna was the most famous
1: person in the world. Like, yeah. this was 1990, 1991, where, like, she was in every newspaper. She was the most famous m- musical artist working at the time, arguably because, like, Michael Jackson had was
0: releasing Dangerous at this time. And yeah, it gets to the point where, like, Madonna is like the jokes around this time were like, are you know, it's like true lies where they're talking about, like, your kids were raised by Madonna and Axl Rose. And it's like, if it's 1990, yeah, actually, they are currently being raised yeah. by Axl Rose and Madonna. Like, that's and Madonna, was yeah, was the zeitgeist of 1990 was guns and Madonna, yeah. right? So, yeah, and like
1: Madonna is still doing stuff, and like previously, is she, like, she. Yeah, she just released a new album called Madam X, like, this year, I guess. Okay. I'm not one of the people in the LGBT community who, like, holds uh, Madonna to sainthood status or anything like that. Like, I just, whatever. She is a very good, she's very good at refreshing her brand or was really good at refreshing her brand up until, like, the 2000s. So, like, I... It's like
0: her and you 2 hit the wall at the same time in terms of being able to do the... You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. And so she did a really good job for that up until Confessions on a Dance Floor, which was, like, early 2000s. Mm. But if I think about Madonna in her prime, it's the Blonde Ambition Tour. And, like, I was just watching Pose Season 2, which is set in the ballroom era of... In 1990, just when Vogue... Uh, started hitting the airwaves and hit number one. And like people were obsessed with the, the voguing ballroom culture of New York. Yeah. And so they were like getting people from that scene to be on her tour and stuff like that, to do the Vogue dance and stuff. So like, it I was like, yeah, if I could go back in time, I definitely would 100% go see the blonde ambition tour.
0: Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The first one that I, I would think of when somebody asked me, this is going to see Led Zeppelin. For me, that's the holy grail of like seeing a rock band live. Yeah, I don't even really care what tour, although I would probably prefer something kind of mid-career, like in the early seventies, probably like seventy-one, seventy-three in there, kind of yeah. when like the the four the four albums were out, like the one through four are kind of out, and they're into the second batch of records, kind of thing. Just because like I've I've heard bootlegs of them playing in that era, or like of all their eras at this point, and like they are just. Everything that I love about rock music and, like, that big grandiose kind of, like, I guess progressive kind of big rock show, um, Zeppelin created all of that. And it would just be cool to see those four guys get to play together because, like, the music exists in my head, but it would be cool to just be, like, experience those four guys bringing it to life in a room with me. Yeah. Um, because those albums are just, like, that's, like, the Bible to me is those Zeppelin albums, so uh yeah. and i never I, you never get like we i've never had a chance to see them the closest i came was one of those reunion tours that happened, or reunion shows that happened in the o2 or whatever that mm-hmm. i was like i looked just to see what the stub hub was and i was like there's no fucking way i'd have to sell both my kidneys just to afford the service charges on this ticket basically <laughs> yeah. you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> let alone yeah. the actual ticket or the flight to england or any of that kind of stuff so i was like well that's just never happening it that would be the first one i would think of would be like how can i can i go see led zeppelin I don't care where I don't care when probably on one of their better, you know what I mean? Like on a good night. Cause they, they had their nights too, but their live show is so legendary that like, how do you not want to see Led Zeppelin? If you yeah. have the option to. Yeah, definitely. Like it wouldn't be
1: for me, uh, it might be like up there in my like top 10, top 20. If I had a yeah. time, like imagining that our concert, time machine very particular science fiction yeah uh, this, this delorean that only goes takes you
0: to concerts right like that's yeah, only, pretty only much takes you to concert <laughs> venues at specific times right uh,
1: yeah 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 so if, and it it has if it had limited charges then yeah.
0: like yeah yeah you get you could do this five times or you can't get home you know what i mean you can go see five yeah. shows because this 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 machine only goes to concerts like that's the only thing yeah. this thing that like you can't get lottery numbers, or find out who won the World Series, or place bets, yeah. or whatever. None of that, yeah. no. You yeah. can just walk into the venue, and that's it. Right. And you automatically get teleported back to the time
1: at which you left, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Okay, I'll take, I'll, we'll take it. We have to outline the science fiction conceit of this because that's who we are.
0: Anyway. Yeah, because we're pedantic <laughs> nerds. That's exactly why we're doing yeah. this so there's that yeah. yeah
1: but like seeing a live version of stairway to heaven like in person i could see the appeal of that like the the whole room going like going quiet while those opening guitar licks happen and all that stuff for sure for sure i, I
0: see that yeah yeah cool what's coping. your next one what else who else would you want to see like who who would you miss that you would like to have seen
1: uh okay it's <sighs> Someone that I have seen,
0: but I want to see
1: in like a different era. And that would be David Bowie. Mm, Ziggy Stardust or try to like, yeah, Ziggy Stardust era. David Bowie.
0: I Um, feel like I got to see him. I got to see him twice or three times. At least twice. I saw David Bowie. And mm -hmm. I feel like I saw him at the perfect time to see him because he was at that in that he wasn't close. It wasn't like close to death. It was like 2000. His voice still sounded great. He was still putting out these really awesome, compelling albums. His backing band was the best in the world at that point. Like, there was nobody better. (sighs) So good. Um, And so, like, that felt like the best time. But I feel like, yeah, I would agree, like, going to see him during one of those really zeitgeisty moments like Ziggy or Aladdin Sane Sane or something like that would be fucking awesome, too. Yeah. I wanted to go see Bowie. In one of those kinds of instances.
1: When he was still wearing his costumes, when he was in character, yeah. when he was probably coked out. I don't know. But I mean, like <laughs> Was he ever not, really? Uh, like, I don't know. Did he ever give that up? I don't know, to be honest. Maybe when he married Iman, but I'm not sure. She
0: was a supermodel. So I was gonna like, say she's a model, so like doesn't that kind of track as like one to one? Either one. Not that I I'm any know. accusations or whatever, because like you can do whatever you want. I'm not anti any drugs so whatever but like i assume he used pretty prolifically throughout most of his life but maybe i'm wrong i don't quote me on that i'll have to read a book or something like that and find out yeah
1: yeah but like yeah having seen david bowie it was like the heathen reality tour Mm -hmm. thing it was fucking insanely like he was just he was still like bouncing around the stage being david bowie and just like oozing charisma while his backing band was yes incredible and there was just amazing sight to see it would have been it just to me would have been really cool to see him when he was like still figuring himself out creatively but still had that like kind of like new spark of charisma like he was like just getting going i don't know and that that really appeals to me and like just having him go to town on Ziggy Stardust from like front to back would be really cool. You know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would be awesome.
0: Uh, especially in like a, a smaller like London venue. Yeah back in the day agreed which is basically where i wanted would want to see my next guy maybe not london venue because he's not a british guy but like i my next one was marvin gay and i was just like i would just want to be in a small room to hear him sing for an hour like i don't even care what he sings Like he just sings standards for all i really give a shit but i just want to be in that room while that man sings because like yep them pipes you know yeah um and it's like i don't have a ton to say about it because i just really like those marvin gay singles from like back in the day and like her through the grapevine is still basically the perfect pop song to me. Like, yeah, so like Marvin Gay, I don't know what else to say, but it. really it's just like I would like to hear him sing live, like be in a room where I get to hear the actual resonance of his voice as opposed to just like the recorded, like shitty sixties yeah. and seventies recording resonance of his voice. Like I'd like to hear that clean, like I was in the room, fucking I know what he sounds like kind of dude. But yeah.
1: I so. was listening to, like, when I'm working out, like, sometimes I'll uh, throw on the, like, Apple Essentials playlist yeah. where they the like, 60s hits Essentials, 60s dance, or whatever. So I was doing the 60s Hits Essentials at the gym the other day and Heard It Through the Grapevine is obviously on there because, well, how could it not be? There's yeah. There are, like, some great vocalists from that time, obviously, but there are a few that will make me just, like, stop dead in my tracks just because of, like, the tone, the beauty yeah. of the tone of their voice. Like, Ronnie Spector is one of them, and Marvin Gaye are <sighs> the, the two from that era where I'm just like, oh, I,
0: ooh, oh, oh, oh.
1: There's ooh, a, way to get uh, chills, you this know? This just
0: a recommendation, though. There's a uh, video that's... I don't know if somebody's done it, or they just they happen to have the multi-track of it, but somebody put out a, a video on YouTube of the isolated audio of him performing Heard It Through the Grapevine Live. So mm-hmm. it's just a, basically a cappella of him just singing. And it's like... It, I hate people who are that much more talented. (laughs) Right. It's It's, so frustrating. He's so good. Uh, Yeah. And I'm not even like a singer. You know what I mean? Like that's not even something that I would even track as, as a professional, but I'm just like, I I sing and I hear his voice and I'm like, "I, I can't sing. Like, listen to that fucking voice. Like I can't, god i'm a disgusting piece of shit compared to that you know like yeah. that's all that tracks in my brain when i hear it so yeah. uh yeah i would love to be able to go back and see him perform live uh yeah just because sure. what a talent yeah uh,
1: yeah all right my next one is kind of a personal one because um joanna Newsom is still making music however i'm sure you remember this but uh back in two thousand and eight, I believe this is the best story. I love this story so much. Okay, so <laughs> my I bought tickets to see so Joanna Newsom when she had released East, which is her, in my opinion, best album, and it was her second album, and it kind of cemented her as who she is today. Anyway, she was doing full orchestra performances of East from front start to finish in brooklyn and various other locations but particularly in brooklyn where i bought tickets with uh three of my friends and we were going to drive up to see her in february uh in brooklyn from our hometown st Catharines.
0: yeah so just to clarify in february they decided they were going to drive from southern ontario to new york city through western new york yeah, through the Allegheny Mountains. Yeah, they basically may as well have been driving through Siberia. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It
1: was it was a so what happened was we were listening to feist somewhere around Binghamton, New York. I remember because we were listening to the water off of the reminder and uh, we hit a patch of black ice and we spun out and we as we were trying to get back into the median to like not die because a truck was coming, we got bonked by two other cars and spun into the median. Thank God survived the crash. As far as I know, unless I'm in some kind of alternate reality, but like, Holy shit. If you were, (laughs) you
0: dragged me in there with you and I fucking hate this timeline. So
1: sorry. Thanks. So we were, we were banged up, but everyone was okay. And we ended up, uh, Having to stop at Binghamton, New York and stay at a holiday Inn there um, where they gave us a business class upgrade for getting in a car accident. They're very kind. And uh, yeah, so we never made it to see uh, Joanna Newsom play the with her full orchestra at the, what was it, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Yeah. So uh, that would be the show that one of the shows that I would go see just because it was something that we missed out on just due to shitty luck.
0: Yeah, and weather, fair. you know? Fair. Uh, I'm glad that story's immortalized on the podcast now because it's a yeah. good story. Because you guys, yeah. are, I, I still remember like the freak out from mom and
1: Dad. I can't believe I'm not dead i yeah. honestly no. like i remember that we were in the car and like i was the first one to kind of like come to because like uh, becky and aaron were sleeping in the back and kelly was the driver and she was like legitimately freaked out and whatnot so like yeah. i was like get out of the car we don't know if it's gonna blow up or not so get the fuck out of the
0: car well, i it like, like it's not you're uh, not like we're not we're i wasn't rational at the time i was that's just like, but, like it's not the simpsons you know what i mean where the car gets <laughs> taken the bumper and they that's fucking that's explode that's <laughs> (laughs)
1: right (laughs) i was like i i didn't know like whatever i was just like let's get the fuck out of here yeah yeah yeah, so i understand so yeah we we got taken to the the hotel by the police it was it was it was a lot there was and and when we went we had to go look at the car after the fact at like the impound lot and like just like what we are thank god cars crunch in these days yeah good god bless like modern yeah. car safety engineering
0: yeah that's a, otherwise you hear, you hear that tesla company there's a reason why they don't make cars out of rolled steel anymore because they need to crumple when they hit things anyway yeah they do did You see that truck is like i guess their new truck is basically made out of fucking like titanium i'm like that's not that's gonna kill people <laughs> that <laughs> anyway. will kill that will kill a lot of people probably yeah. <laughs> yeah um so i guess go tracking along with what paul said uh and taking like one of your favorite artists and seeing them in an era where like you never got to i got never got to see pearl jam with a different drummer i've always Ah. ever seen them with matt cameron play and they've had five drummers (laughs) (laughs) and uh so person for me personally i would like to go back to around 94 which is like post versus and the reason why i say that is because at that point they were also playing tons of material that would end up on vitalogy like those albums were almost kind of written around the same time like, released so back-to-back, basically, that, like, the most of the material existed while they were touring Versus that was going to go on Vitalogy, and they were playing it. They were touring with David Bruzis, who was the drummer on Versus and Vitalogy, and is a fucking madman behind the kit. And the energy level, just from, like, bootlegs, and, like, I've seen tons of live video, uh, the energy level in a room for a Pearl Jam show pre-1995 is completely out of this fucking world. It looks Mm -hmm. insane. And I just... Would love to hear my favorite band in the era Then I know that like a lot of people will get shitty about like, oh, you shouldn't say that like they were the best back then. I'm like, I love Pearl Jam to this day. I love Pearl Jam in 2019 as much as I love 1992 Pearl Jam. But like, I've seen this version of Pearl Jam play a lot. I've never seen that really angry, intense 25-year-old Eddie Vedder screaming at the top of his lungs throughout the set and like plunging off of shit at the top and like fucking monkey swinging through the goddamn rafters and stuff. I'm like, that is exciting to me. I would love Mm -hmm. to have been able to see that live. Um, And a couple of, like, my picks are basically just on, like, I've seen these guys, but, like, I didn't see them when they were, like, insane and young. (laughs) And I kind of want to see that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, like, yeah, you're talking about Joanna Newsom. Like, that would be definitely uh, something I would like to do is see Pearl Jam in that era when they were still a bunch of fucking wild men and, like, really angry um, because... Mm -hmm just the bootlegs sound awesome i can't imagine what being in that sea of people would feel like i mean i have kind of an idea because i saw rage at their peak and it was fucking insane i thought i was gonna die but this is my favorite band so like seeing them at that level of intensity would be awesome for me
1: yeah well and on that note like uh, this is probably one that we both want but like
0: zoo tv like oh, that was about to, yeah.
1: really hot and the fact that our mother has seen this tour like i know i was like what six or seven years old at well, this we were, time I, yeah, I was
0: 91 so like i was 10 years old right like, yeah. This, yeah yeah so there was no way we were going to go see that but yeah zoo tv uh that's that's a that tv tour is mythical in my head you know what i mean like it's yeah i don't know we just talked about this when we talked about our favorite bands and stuff but like the the zoo tv shift for just as it as a paradigm shift for concert organization or whatever you want to call it, like just how big a production a concert could be. Like mm-hmm. it was such a huge change to that kind of thing. And I'm just like, I would love to be there at the genesis of it. Also it also, just because you would walk into a stadium and feel like you were about to be swallowed by Blade Runner. Cause that's what those yeah. things looked like. It was yeah. just a terrifying pastiche of like post, I don't even like post communism, Germany and like weird, like the wall just fell and all this Russian propaganda stuff mixed with this horrific black, like towering skyscrapery edifice of like spires and shit and yeah, 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 yeah everywhere and like garish neon. I'm just like this is sign me the fuck up. Plus like yeah, their... sign up like it's you two at their peak, like their absolute best. Yeah, like they like the just Fano is the best he's ever been, like all that stuff. Yeah, so TV is
1: yeah, like not not only was he like at his best vocally, but like as like a charismatic frontman <laughs> who wasn't like annoying Direct. the shit out of people yeah. Um, yeah, I just up his own ass
0: way too far yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we're like i remember that when he gets hung up on when he's doing the prank calls as uh yeah, Maxisto, Maxisto. yeah. and uh he starts singing into the dial tone and yeah. that oh i wish i could have been there to see that that <laughs> no, would be
0: fucking cool exactly right like that's that's the uh that's the money right there that that YouTube yeah tour. like that's you two at their peak to me and i'm sure other mm-hmm. people like i'm sure there's a joshua tree kids who will be like or people i guess they're not kids anymore <laughs> i'd imagine <laughs> yeah. um who would be like no that joshua tree was them better and i'm like yeah but like they were so hard and angry and like ironic <laughs> and, yeah. And, and yeah. baby that i just it's so good and it's got all that industrial tingeness to it like just the tinge of industrial that brink gives it that edge so i'm like yeah i'm in yeah i'm in anyway yeah. Uh yeah so I guess you two's both of us so why don't we, you Do you want to throw another one out or you...
1: okay so I didn't see uh Arcade Fire in the funeral tour I didn't get to see them until their second album which did you much- see them I thought I no, saw them you might have seen them I did I see them didn't. oh sorry <laughs> yeah I wanted to see them during funeral when they were like doing small Canadian club shows in fucking Montreal it's like thirty people and like they were just like in the middle of the the fucking crowd like playing their Drums and accordions and all that stuff. Give give the Arcade Fire shit all you want for being like an overly earnest, like dopey, fucking geeky indie band. But they put even when they were uh, headlining the stage, not head. Were they headlining the stage at Coachella when I saw them? They might have been. Anyway, they were incredible live. So fuck, like to see them when they were still figuring their shit out. Were but were like raw and like you know going crazy in the in the crowds
0: yeah that would be one that i would love to see fair is fair because i
1: i missed out on that
0: yeah i uh i like the arcade fire and i do i know i've seen them once and it was in that early era like i would have saw them when that album came out so Mm -hmm. i must it must have been around there i don't know how you have i avoided taking you to that show but i might have been
1: might have been exams or like could have been something yeah i don't know
0: um either way that's cool. I like I yeah, Arcade Fire is awesome. I'm not like the biggest fan of their more recent material, and it's, so I guess yeah. they of tracks to go back and see like the Funeral tour. Um, yeah. So my my next one is is another like kind of a weird one. Uh, I saw this guy a couple years ago playing with Josh Homme. So like I've seen Iggy Pop, but mm-hmm. I've never seen like Iggy like at his Iggy insanity like crawling around on like broken glass and shit like that. Like I want to see that Iggy because that so, energy. Like- the idiot era, Iggy Pop, 1977. Basically, like, 77, yeah, like, idiot era. Like, I just want to see Iggy Pop at his most insane. Because he was great live. Like, he's a fucking magnificent performer. And he was so good when they, they had, like, Queens of the Stone Age's backing band. on um, mm-hmm. the, the What is it called? Post-pop depression or something like that was the album. Yeah. Uh, on that tour. But there's, yeah, there's definitely something about, like, seeing him during the Idiot or, like, Raw Power, or, like, that kind of stuff. Where I'm like, I could, I would like to see him try to kill himself on stage, basically. because why would you not (laughs) like it's Iggy pop he's such a good performer on top of everything else and those albums are so great like yeah i get to go see those perform live and i get to go see Iggy pop just be Iggy pop like yeah a fucking madman on stage he was a madman on stage when i saw him like three years ago and he's like in his 70s now or something like that i can only imagine what he would have been like at his peak and he was in like his mid-30s like just out of his mind on whatever drugs he decided to put in himself and then decides to smash around on glass because fucking mayor i guess i don't know yep. you know oh man
1: yeah that uh, and on that note like iggy pop i want to go back in time and see a show at cbgb's <laughs> where th- him maybe the ramones were there or the misfits or the talking heads like because yeah, the they all were all this. the yeah, They were all around at that time during that CBGB's, like, heyday in, like, the late 70s, Yeah, and if I could get to a show where it all culminated, where most of them were together, like, performing at some point, and get Blondie in there, too. I don't know if you'd ever like, find
0: one where they're all performing, but I bet you, you could go to, like, almost any Ramon show in that era, and all of those people would be in the room, you know what I mean? they could probably a it- lot on stage, because the Ramones are the fucking Ramones, and that's, like... Yeah, that's an army. You know what I mean? Like that was that was a gang, basically. The Ramones fans, especially back then. I love. Yeah. Like I love. seventies Ramones. Like that's the best shit. Of <sighs> most cool stuff yeah, I love. I'm so I don't know what the word is, but like indifferent towards punk for the most part because I find like pop punk to be pretty monotonous, and uh, I've always found like. The lack of musicianship to be a little bit grating but there's mm-hmm. certain cases where i'm like it doesn't fucking matter and the clash is one because they're such good musicians that it, it kind of doesn't matter and then yeah. there's the ramones who are ne- like especially at this point not great musicians but are just like they're the fucking ramones right and so like listen just to based them. on
1: songwriting yeah. alone right yeah, yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: but there were so many like CBGB's bands, like we call them CBGB's bands, that were just part of that heyday. New yeah. York Dolls would be another yeah. band, you know, Social Distortion. I don't know. There's just a lot of bands, and I would like to try to get there. But the, the Ramones would like be the crown jewel. If yeah. I could, if I, if it if I had to pick, it would be Ramones. CBGB's around 1977, yeah. 78. Yeah, you know, like that would be the time
0: yeah that. i i would t- completely agree i would i don't even have that like yay or nay about any of the other bands if i was going to cbgb's to see a band it would fucking have to be the ramones like yeah. i don't like you could put you'd be like hey we have blondie also i'd be like mm, i like blondie but like blondie's not the fucking ramones yeah so my my next one's kind of tangentially the, only, the one i was thinking of actually when you brought it up uh is kind of tangentially related because it is one of those like fucking loud bands uh it's the mc5 oh yeah mc5 i'd love love to see like prime mc5 and like whenever they really got kicking like in 64 65 like in detroit Mm -hmm. like those big big like crazy looking crowds and stuff like that yeah um just to hear kick out the jams like (laughs) the way it was meant to be played you know what i mean like i've heard pearl jam do covers of it a million times but it doesn't like energize a room the way you see footage of the mc5 like hey, kick out, kick out the jams, motherfucker! And then like the crowd yeah. goes fucking nuts. It's like oh, ah yeah. man, that would be cool to be part of, right? So yeah, yeah. So MC5 just yeah sprung to hit mind when you said Ramones because it just felt like that big kind of yeah. energy, big pop kind of or not more like big punk energy, like proto punk. I guess in MC5, yeah. Uh, yeah. MC5's case. So yeah, yeah, cool.
1: On a, a completely different tangent, and we talked about her before, but seeing Lauren Hill during the Miseducation tour, um, while she was still not, like, full-on insane, or whatever, yeah. like... <laughs> she, you, said she went th-
0: you said it, she, I didn't.
1: <laughs> she went through some some moments, and like, because you, you see the... Um, there's a live at MTV performance that she did, um, yeah. where she was just... She didn't play any Miseducation songs, she was just trying to play new songs, and they were Not great. They were pretty bad. Yeah, but her voice live, ha! It's just so beautiful, and to to be able to see her play like her hits, almost saw her here in Seoul. Yeah, remember you telling me that was like last year, right? She was at the jazz festival here in Seoul. I I couldn't go because it was just like it was not good timing, I guess. And there was like I couldn't justify the ticket price for like only seeing her yeah fair but but seeing her on that album tour or maybe even like fuji's era um yeah. would have been cool too but like yeah seeing her for the miseducation
0: of lauren hill would have been fucking awesome
1: because mm-hmm. then you could listen to all those songs and you wouldn't have to deal with the skits mark you could That's just true. like
0: i was actually thinking that i was just like there'd be no skits which would make that album excellent to me i think like I, yeah. I remember thinking specifically like if we could just get rid of all of these little skits i would be very happy yeah yeah cool that's good. I have two that are kind of similar to that, where it's just like I need to be in the room for that kind of thing. Um, and yeah. they are, they're both band. Well, actually, one of them is a band that I never got a chance to see. And the other is a band that I did see finally, finally in 2016 in a form that I found acceptable. But uh, I would definitely want to go see Guns N' Roses before they broke up. Like that mm. would be on my list. Like I know you. Yeah. Know, I'm actually surprised ah. you didn't, you you say you're seeing that in agreement as opposed to groaning like you usually do when I mention. No that. man,
1: I've seen but like, like uh, concert footage of them do, uh, like during the Appetite era
0: or like Use Your Illusion. See, I and I'm t- and I'm torn by which era I would want to go to because I'm like the mm. the history of the Appetite tour is just like insane. Like I I keep talking about being in the room for a specific kind of energy, and I feel like Appetite is that energy to a T like that is the ultimate answer to what I'm looking for um, when it comes to that. Yeah.
1: I want to see all that teased hair oh, and yeah. fucking leather. leather and chains. Yeah, oh man. my God. I'm
0: all in all, the, all that, all those like heroin hazed eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Times. So yeah, I'm torn. Like that would be one of those ones where I'm like, I think I might have to see them twice. Like I like guns enough that I could probably justify that to myself, yeah. but I would definitely want to see an appetite show. And I think going to see one of the, like middle of the Illusion tour when it was just like this insane like three hour fucking opus of a show, mm-hmm. but they were still like that original. At the very least, it was still like young Axel, young Slash, young Duff. Maybe you catch one of the shows where Izzy's still around, basically. So you get at least the core of the original band still there, even if like yeah, you've replaced a drummer by that point. But they have Matt Sorum, who's amazing, also. So. I'm not super disappointed by that at all. But yeah, I think going to see guns in the pre-breakup era would be mm-hmm. like very high on my list of priorities. Just imagine being in the fucking crowd when they started playing like November rain or something like that. I, just, right. I I mean, I've seen it and like, I've seen it live in 2016, but I mean like in 1992, I guess, or 91 when they were like the fucking hottest act in the history of rock and roll, you know what I mean? At that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be something I would like to see. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. For me, uh, my next one is a little
1: bit like definitely out- outside of our usual wheelhouse because like we don't really listen to
0: country music unless it's very particular artists. Did you hear a funny, there's a funny story. This is a tangent. Did you hear Trent Reznor won his, fun- his first country music award this year?
1: Oh yeah, for Old Town Road or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, for a soundtrack, yeah,
0: yeah. I think. But he did, uh, yeah, he got, a- he, got a- he won a CMT award or something like that. And I was oh like, my God, my brain doesn't process Trent Reznor, industrial god winning a cmt award yeah, yeah I mean, that's it just like doesn't... a full it's a full blue screen of death in my brain when i yeah think like of it a... just doesn't work i'm like wait mm-hmm. the guy who said fist fuck and like yeah that guy he's yeah. got a country music award all right yeah cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> weird <laughs> now speaking well, of God guy like trenton 94 you know what i mean like, yeah, like yeah, yeah downward spiral fragile kind of era i would definitely want to go see that too so although we have yeah, seen yeah. trent We, I mean, hell, you and I've seen Trent two or three times together. Yes. Let alone, like, I've seen him a couple times without you. So, like, I've seen him at least a half a dozen times. But I would still like to go see. It's again, it's that young energy, right? Like, I got into these bands when they were these like fucking super angry, intense like acts in the '90s. And by the time I got was able to go see them, Mm -hmm. they all kind of mellowed out. Yeah. I never got to see Pearl Jam at their most intense. I never got to see Nine Inch Nails when Trent was like, you know caked in mud and like smashing everything on stage and stuff like that yeah so
1: yeah and on yeah because i that's basically what why i brought up country music was i if i wanted to go back into the past she's still performing but i want to see dolly parton Mm, in like yeah jolene era grand old opry like with her fucking i want her hair to be fucking seven feet three feet high i want yeah just like Dolly being Dolly, because she's like, she is such a fucking talented woman, such an amazing songwriter, but her voice and just her as a performer and a stage presence, there's been a little bit of a Dolly Parton renaissance, I guess, lately, because she's been, like, I guess, expanding her brand into, like, TV, and, like, she was a central plot point in that Netflix movie Dumplin' or whatever, but, like, I don't know, I've always had a soft spot for dolly and jolene that album in particular which also includes i will always love you i would love to see her when she's like in that era performing those songs because like she's always been an amazing performer but that's when i think her songwriting was not at its peak because she's like she's always been great but like it's just those songs that resonate with me the most yeah so sure. yeah sure and it's like grand Ole opera like we we could
0: talk Johnny Cash we could talk Patsy Cline we could talk like I was thinking Johnny Cash like I like I would go see I'd go back and see Johnny Cash for sure yeah
1: yeah uh, dolly's still alive and kicking and like still performing here and there yeah. i think so like i i can still go see her and go to dollywood and shit like that but like yeah. uh seeing her in that era and probably with a lot of guests because in the grand old opry concert tradition like they always had people like together emmy yeah. and, and lou harris could have been there and they yeah. they used to perform together like loretta lynn fucking loretta lynn oh my god i'd love to see loretta lynn and maybe when she was um, touring van lear rose which was produced by jack white you know back in like 2002 yeah. 2003 would have been pretty amazing too but if i had to pick like one country artist it's dolly it's gotta be mm. dolly
0: fair yeah i actually thought about she toured up here not too too long ago or she was touring because i remember a bunch of people talking about going to see her i think one of our former co-workers at the newspaper at brock uh mm. or Tra- oh you probably didn't meet travis he saw her because he posted a picture with her or something like that oh that's so cool yeah Yeah. so that was pretty cool yeah i would definitely want to be like if i was going back to that dolly would be somebody i would want to go see her and johnny cash i think would be the two biggest like country people i would want to yeah see uh i guess wayland jellings to a certain extent like he just wrote Mm -hmm. so much like great shit yeah so there's that i was trying to think of like how i could tangent off that and i can't because like the only thing that made me think of was like i lied and i didn't say the pixies Ah, yeah. Because we saw the Pixies, and they were fucking amazing when they got back together. Like, they were so good in 2009 when we saw them. Yeah, before they started writing new stuff, which... Yes, yeah, when they first got back together. But, like, just to see them before the breakup, I guess. Like, see them while they were touring, like... I mean, really, just see them while they're touring fucking Doolittle, because... Yeah. Yeah, which is basically what they toured in 2009. (laughs)
1: That's true. I I
0: mean, they played, like... 90% 90% of that album that night uh, and it yeah. was great because they were they sounded awesome but I would like to see the Pixies back in, in like pre-breakup days and I guess if you're going to say pre-breakup like absolutely I would like to go see Soundgarden in like the 90s I guess because fucking it's Soundgarden why would I not want to see them back then mm-hmm. I guess that's that's kind of I'm trying to th- I'm sure there's tons like I'm sure I'm missing like a million that I could say but like I saw Radiohead at OK Computer I mean I never yeah. saw Nirvana and I would probably like I wouldn't say no but it's not like super high on my list of priorities Mm-hmm. Um, although, to be fair, I, I guess when you think about it, I you probably just say, like, yeah, I want to go see Nirvana because, like, whatever. And there's, like, always, like, yeah, I want to be at Shea Stadium for the Beatles and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to try to stray away from, like, the Beatles, particularly, because everybody yeah. wants to go see, like, yeah, that's always the, the canned answer. But to be fair, I did fair. say I said Zeppelin.
0: Zeppelin. Like, I said yeah. Zeppelin. So, like, that's pretty much like the only other canned answer that, like, you have to say by default, I guess, right? Like, yeah. I don't think either of us are big enough Pink Floyd fans to be like, oh, we want to go see, like, Sid Barrett or Pink Floyd or anything eh. like that. Eh. Uh, doesn't do anything for me. I uh, would not waste my
1: time travel, travel tokens on, yeah, on exactly Pink Floyd. Right. If I had limited run, Pink Floyd is just not my. Sorry, classic rock, dark side of Oz, pot smoking, Pink Floyd fans, I don't know. I fucking like, am
0: one of those guys. Like I am like a pot smoking, like you know, progressive metal fan, and I'm like I'm still extremely indifferent to Pink Floyd. Yeah. So they're they're like, very much fall into that Rolling Stones category for me, where like I think they're excellent songwriters, but I think mm-hmm. as performers there's something lacking. Because yeah. I like, have heard versions of their stuff covered by other people. Or like like Pearl Jam does comfortably numb now, and I'm like, I'll take the Pearl Jam version over the original <laughs> version. Fair. So, fair. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I mean that's me and I'm super biased towards Pearl Jam, but like at the same time, I'm like, it's a little plotting the original, whereas <laughs> the new one's got Matt Cameron, you know, really grooving that along and Eddie Vedder over top with that intensity that only Eddie can bring, even if he's, you know, 2018 Eddie Vetter as opposed to nineteen ninety two Eddie Vedder. Uh,
1: yeah. So Um, okay, I've got a stupid one. And this okay. is gonna, you're going to hate you're going to hate me for this Probably. but like at the at the height of the uh, of girl power spice girls live oh. i would have wanted to go see them my little gay heart my little gay heart s- screams for like for scary spice
0: and baby spice and ginger and oh, ginger. oh yeah. my god to be fair to be fair we said that a lot tonight <laughs> i would have volunteered to drive you to that show if i got a ticket and could have worked ear protection. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just to look at them. Cause God, I love Jerry Hallowell. She's still, oh, she's so pretty. Yeah. Jerry yeah.
1: Halliwell. Jerry Hallowell actually was a guest judge this on the first season of Drag Race UK that just finished. I remember uh, hearing
0: about that actually. Yeah. yeah that's pretty. She did. Uh, she really didn't know what the fuck she was
1: talking about. And she's definitely not a drag fan. Like there was a girl from uh, a a current girl group from the UK called Little Mix. Yeah jade she was on and she's a great she was a great guest judge because she actually knows what the fuck she's talking about she loves the dolls. she loves the drag dolls so uh but jerry jerry was just there and that was fine and that was okay as jerry single no not jerry hallowell or jerry what it's just jerry now
0: is it just jerry now that's fair all right cool (laughs) yeah so yeah I was thinking Weird Al, you know what I mean? Weird but like, Al, I guess yeah. I see him now, like, that would be the goofy one that I think I would like to go see, but I'd still, I'd go see him now if I could, you know, like, mm. I'd definitely go see Weird Al. I was even thinking about, like, Com- like because com- it's concerts, right? I'm like, oh, I could go see George Carlin again. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. At that time, we didn't Catch talk much about like hip hop artists, but
1: like because we talked Lauren Hill, but like outcast during the Stankonia era. Oh, mm. that would be so good.
0: Yeah, I would. I would be more like I would like to see Pac. I think would like to have seen Pac. Tupac. Mm. Yeah, that would yeah. have been the one I would have probably wanted to see. Because uh, I've seen Dre at his peak, like I saw him in 2002. So like that was the best, and like he's always kind of my my go to flow Mm -hmm. guy so like that's my rapper of choice so i saw dre and he was great um so i also saw him and snoop in that era which they were both fucking amazing so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think tupac would be like the guy because i was never like a like a notorious like a west coast guy i'm just i don't i never cared for that stuff i was or sorry not and not i was never an east coast guy when it came to rap i was always a west coast guy like i like the la scene more Hmm. so tupac and uh dre and like nwa was more my thing than what was happening in New York. Like, I just wasn't a biggie slash, biggie, biggie, biggie daddy. can't you see? Sometimes I do love Hypnotize. That album's amazing. Like, been. I fucking love that record, but like, mm-hmm. it, it never worked for me as good as The Chronic or, you know, like, straight out of Compton or whatever it did. So, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I get you. I get you. Uh, uh, yeah. Get so,
0: that's you. about, I'm trying to think of anything else before we like, we cut out because we're like an hour and 20. This is the perfect length for us. I think we'll get this yeah. down a nice hour and we'll be flying. I'm
1: just trying to go genre by genre. Yeah. Um, kind of like, cause I saw Daft Punk in their prime um, chemical mm. brothers would be pretty cool to dance oh, to helmet. I never, I, I still uh, haven't
0: never seen uh, helmet, but like helmet back in the day when uh, the original drummer was playing for them. Uh, uh-huh. Hold on. I'm going to look up his name. John Stanier, who worked with them in their earliest incarnations from like 89 to 98 mm-hmm. uh, is one of the most influential, like influential on me drummers of all time. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Tomahawk with Mike Patton. That's a new story we did not cover at all. Fucking Faith No More is kind of active again.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know they they
0: just did stuff like a couple years ago, but they are like hint they're touring and they are hinting at uh, a new album. And anything Mike Patton fucking touches now, I am going to listen to, especially if it's a new Fucking Faith No More record. Like, yeah. sign me up. But either way, yeah, Helmet would be one that like I didn't think of as we were going along. That they're still touring, and like I could go see them. They're actually playing at the the Horseshoe in Toronto tonight. But it's like not the version of the. It's just just the lead guy, Paige Hamilton. He's still playing, like he's still the lead, and like plays guitar and sings and all that stuff. But like the rest of the band is completely different from like their we'll say meantime kind of debut, biggest, most important time of their you know history. Like yeah that kind of stuff like betty in 94 and all that kind of stuff he's still there but like the rest of the band's kind of changed and particularly like stanier being gone he's that his drum is just like drill press precision like just so good so i would like to have seen helmet when he was still playing with them mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else can't think of anything no me neither because like i saw radiohead at their peak i saw deftones definitely at their peak a yeah. couple times. So, like,
1: yeah, we could throw out like a whole like the honorable mentions, like, we don't have to talk about them. Like,
0: at the, drive-in, I'm, I'm, at like, the I'm drive in, I'm like, I'm just looking in. at this. this is definitely somebody I would have liked to have seen, probably, if like the option was available to me. Yeah, um, Allison Chains with Lane absolutely would have been something I probably would have should have said while we were doing this.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. um, <laughs> Jeff Buckley. Ooh, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. Didn't yeah. Think about Jeff Buckley. I mean, that's one tour you would have the option of seeing. But Prince. Well, really. B- Prince. I, d- I didn't get a chance to see Prince. I
1: know that he mm-hmm. was touring while I was, uh, oh, like. Either. No, I saw him. You were in, you were still in Canada when I saw him. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just I didn't I didn't get to see him. And like, I guess yeah. it was before I like I always listened to Prince, but I didn't, guess I didn't really have an appreciation for him as much as I should have in that time. But, and plus by that time, like I did not have the money to buy a Prince ticket.
0: At that point, I was uh, surprised. You were actually. I when I remember when I mentioned I was going to see the Musicology tour, you were pretty indifferent at the time.
1: That was a be, but to be fair, to
0: be fair, yeah, he was he super was it, into his weird like Jovi stuff. That, I understand. Yeah,
1: and that that yeah. was what turned me off. Prince. I, yeah. Still, he was still Prince, and I know, like, but I the the press around him and his like the artist formerly known as Era yeah, yeah, yeah. was just like turned me off.
0: Pretty. Yeah. Pretty rough.
1: Yeah. Who else? Who else? Whitney in her prime would have been pretty amazing just for that voice. Let's see.
0: I'm probably missing a bunch of people who are gonna be like, I can't believe you didn't say this. Yeah, oh, yeah I forgot. Yeah. We can do another we can do another one of these, so who cares? I'm sure Tim will have another a list of it of ones that he would think of too, so maybe we can come back to this at some point. Yeah. I can't think of much else. I mean like I saw the hip from like mm. nineteen ninety eight forward. I wouldn't mind going back and seeing like a ninety four ish show, I guess, like a day for night show. Sure. But like I saw them basically as good as they could get with Phantom Power. And it's not mm-hmm. like they ever got shitty either. So Yeah. So uh, there's that. Yeah. That's, about it, That's for, about it for this. Yeah. All right, let's uh that was a fun little little chat. Let's uh let's go do Geek Cred and we can get out of here. Yeah. Geek cred? I can go. Once, yeah, go Once upon a time in Hollywood is out on streaming, so which means it's out and available for everybody to go watch. And if you didn't go run out and see it in theaters and you're one of those people who was on the fence about it because of something you heard or whatever sit down and watch it if you like tarantino movies i'm you may be offended by something in it but like honestly it's a fucking tarantino movie i should hope you're fucking offended by something that's in it like that's kind of my take on the whole thing where i was like it's a tarantino movie isn't that kind of what he's supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. so i think people should go see it i still like i know there's a lot of people who are like really up in arms about that movie but i think it's just like a nice like a really well-made kind of love letter to that pretty shitty era of hollywood but you know Mm -hmm. I just still think he still makes the best movies. Like he puts together the best movies, even if some of his decision making is highly dubious, to quote the 1986 Transformers movie again. So, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would be my recommendation for this week because I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, and let us know what you think about it specifically. Like if you want to, if you hear this and want to comment, put a comment about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd still like us to like look at it, Mm -hmm. even if it's just like we're going to look at Tarantino, but then spend a couple minutes on specifically once upon a time in Hollywood because I enjoyed that movie and I still think Tarantino has shit that's worth saying or hearing him say kind of thing even if sometimes he does it in a dumb shit manner
1: yep I my geek cred for this week is actually I said last week that I couldn't yet recommend his dark materials because I didn't feel like it had hit its stride yet I can now recommend his dark materials i feel like it's it finally got to the point where i'm like oh this is like compelling and i'm excited to watch it every week whereas before i was like oh i don't know if they keep on with this it's not it's shifted gears pretty hearts because lin-manuel miranda uh his character lee scoresby has arrived in on the scene and it's really i think that was like the missing ingredient and it's now like really fun to watch so um if you are not watching it but you like you're into his dark materials. You like the
0: golden compass. Go for it. It's good. T- it's good stuff. Fair. Cool. Yeah. I still recommend everybody's watching the Mandalorian too. like, just stick, mm-hmm. keep up with Mandalorian. Cause we are definitely going to do an episode about that beautiful, glorious star Wars show. Just mm-hmm. give it all to fabs, man. Just give the keys to fabs, give the fucking keys to everything to fabs. He's the mm-hmm. man. I know. I just rewatched Iron Man and Iron Man two, which I, I will defend. Like, I, like as a fan of the world building side of the MCU, Iron Man two is excellent. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean because people what people bitched about most like oh i just feels like it's setting up the next one and i was like good because that's what i wanted to do is well, i want more of this so set up the world fine mm-hmm. fine great <laughs> so now when i watch it i'm like this just works for me because it's awesome also yeah. sam fucking rockwell yeah <sighs> boy god i love sam fucking rockwell you know? <laughs> yeah he's good in that one so yeah uh all right cool so that's kind of us for the week we got this episode 175 it blows me away. I, just, I don't know why I'm saying this out loud, but like it kind of blows me away that we managed to do 175 episodes yeah. of this bizarre Rink-a-Dink podcast. Um, yeah. With 25 episodes left, till episode, the big two-zero-zero. Zero, Our uh, bicentennial. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Which will be, I think, Mark, uh, that'll be four years, basically, of us doing this show, which is... Holy shit. It still feels brand new to me. You know what I mean? Like that's the <laughs> yeah. weird thing about it. Like I still feel like we suck and I still feel like my editing's terrible. And I still feel like the podcast needs to be 10 times better and stuff like that. But I'm like, we've been doing this for fucking ever. So yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> but with that guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe via the podcasting app of your choice via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or even, and currently Spotify is working right now. So if you want to talk to us about anything we talked about tonight, You can do that on Facebook. I mean, you know, if you want to at facebook.com slash dance robot, dance podcast on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast, or if you hate social media and none of us here again would blame you you can simply email us at dance robot, dance podcast at gmail.com. And again, seriously, like write us in, give us comments, tell us what you're thinking about. Uh, If you think we're complete idiots and should stop doing this, let us know. We'll ignore you because that's (laughs) what we do, but we will at least read the comments and feel bad about it for half a second anyway well maybe maybe probably not probably not but you never know uh but yeah like totally reach out and we'll be back at you next week with uh hopefully the full crew but who fucking knows these days we'll see what happens mm-hmm. random anyway uh have a good night so i was here with paul say good night little brother good night everybody and i am mark you won't hear this before my next comic con so i'll see you guys around join me oh follow me on instagram at mt underscore just like those follows, you know, click, click, Mm -hmm. click click the likes, click the likes, (laughs) click the like. There you go. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye.